Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. <laughs> All right. So we're back like we never left. We're back, we're back. Um... <laughs> So we just had a bit of a false start because uh, <laughs> Uncle Joe here forgot to press record. And we were talking, full-blown conversations. So, yeah, I was saying that uh, I'm demotivated at the moment. Yeah, and that's fine. And you have a right to be. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But we're filming tomorrow. I've yeah, got, we're uh, filming for your doc. Yeah, we've got to commit tomorrow, so we've got to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So that will sort of jolt you back into action. You know? I think so. I think it was just the day, it was one of those slow starters, you know, just mm. because I chose to just cotch yeah. at home in in my room. It's just, yeah, it's just demotivating, isn't it? If you mm. get up early, you sort of kickstart any type of mood. Yeah, I, I I mean, in my house, you can't really chill that, that effectively because uh, everyone is up by nine. Really? And so 8.30 today, maybe a bit earlier, someone was just blending. <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> like a neutral bullet yeah yeah it's quite loud yeah they are but my room is next to the kitchen so but you know i take i take i take the good with the bad i think you know what? that's my son you know get get up and get jabbing yeah get jabbing as get my jabbing. dad would say jabbing and moving we ain't got time does he does he say that is that a, let's, let's that get was jabbing and moving this fair enough that's one of his most said <laughs> shout out <laughs> andrew patrick Shaw. <laughs> one of my dad's most said is uh Peace be with you, my child. Whoa! <laughs> is that a deacon? <laughs> when, he, when he leaves, when he leaves Does any he place. Did he actually say that? Peace be with you, my child. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, when he's had too many glasses of whatever. But but <laughs> it's not just, it's not a sober thing. No, nah, he might even say it sober, you know. I respect that. Yeah, it's, it's good. Sort of like a spiritual leader. <laughs> well. Shout out to Alan. Yeah, for real, shout out to Alan. Otherwise known as Joe. It doesn't make any sense. Otherwise known as... <laughs> all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so let's not get on yeah, too much get. of that one but yeah so mood mood has been demotivated but today we came in and we had a pretty special yeah, guest I, 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 I uh i saw like i knew that you're in a bit of a you were chilling yeah uh but then i called you and sort of put something upon you that is a bit daunting in a way yeah, for a day you. that you've designated to to lounge a bit and I, I called because I, so I saw I saw in the in Monday's Telegraph yeah uh, Boris Johnson's column mm-hmm. and he he wrote about uh, so the police arrested a lady in Hertfordshire for harassment and malicious communications for misgendering someone on Twitter yeah I saw that and I started uh writing about it on our shared document that we use for the podcast yeah. to talk about it and then I thought all of a sudden we're too what, called, what in that in that sphere it's called cisgender like we we identify as the gender that we were born as okay and we're two just white straight males see I'm learning something every day about this thing and yeah I suppose I've been slept to it or just I haven't really gone out my way to learn anything about mm. it not because I discriminate just due to the fact that but I don't know. It just doesn't cut. It. 
like it, it doesn't it hasn't sort of uh, came into your life yeah yeah like, I'm apathetic yeah. towards either way Do you, not apathetic in a way where it's like oh so I feel a certain way it's just like it doesn't really hasn't found it, it doesn't, yeah it doesn't into, affect me yeah. yeah personally or I haven't got like a close friend or yeah. relative that identifies with this so I, I suppose my learning of it hasn't hasn't been yeah necessary as as a thing but I mean I my my first encounter with things of this nature was maybe three or four, maybe five years ago. I was in Edinburgh, mm. out for my little cousin's eighteenth. Actually, no, this is about three years ago. Yeah, uh, with my brother and my my little cousin and her friends. Mm-hmm. And then I referred to someone as she. Yeah. And she got mad, quite angry. Yeah, me and my brother. No, no, she got she got angry at me first. Like, don't, don't assume my gender. Oh, and it's the first I'd heard about. It. <laughs> I, I was like, pardon. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, she, yeah, but yeah. the thing is, the thing about this is, she. Oh, I just did it again. Uh, this person didn't, uh, didn't sort of outwardly look any other gender. Okay. So that's that's why that happened. Yeah. But and then and then after I explained that, she she was quite like she she was like she understood. He did. I mean, I, I didn't. I don't know what what oh. they identify as. So it's just a person. It's you know? just somebody said, "Don't assume my gender." Yeah, and she doesn't. Uh, they don't like to be called by she that they identify as another gender pronoun. Okay. So yeah, then, see, even this is confusing. Yeah. It too. is very confusing. It is very confusing. So, but I, but at the same time, I understand if if you if you identify differently and you want to be seen differently or or referred to yeah. in a particular way, that's fine. Yeah, God, God be with you, my son. Yeah, you know, as your dad would say, what yeah, say? yeah, peace be with you, my child. My child, yeah. See, see, that's even gender woke, right? Yeah, there. right there, because I said that's my just son. Child. Yeah, that's what my priest yeah. says. I yeah. feel like. God but bless. um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm okay with anybody yeah. wanting to be hundred percent. But so the debate that this uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, column brought up was whether that should be enforced with a law with with a hate speech law Hmm. and so that is why sort of we didn't feel comfortable discussing that just between us two we thought we should bring in someone as uh, this conversation has gone so far our our understanding of it is limited limited (laughs) and not personal yeah we have no we have no context here so i don't understand what what would insult her or no, yeah. I'm getting more of an understanding of what somebody may take umbrage with or somebody may yeah. react to, but at the same time, because yeah, yeah, I did still personally because I can't empathize or identify completely. I I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I reached out to the LGBT society here, mm-hmm. and it just so happened when I was going to the loan counter to get headphones for the episode, bumped into. Uh, the chair that yeah Lee. Lee the chair of the LGBT society mm. who was also getting things to record their own podcast yeah which is I mean that's a crazy coincidence right there you know fate fate professionally yeah. as I've said to you <laughs> a lot professionally we're doing alright yeah so, I mean sometimes someone's just looking down on you yeah and just helping you out yeah and then I uh, in conversation to to arrange this podcast yeah I so I discussed it with, with Lee. He yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'll be happy to, 
etc etc mm. and then i was like all right thanks a lot man yeah that was the last thing i said and then i was uh, but then i was like oh sorry yeah. uh, what's your preferred pronoun because you know i learned from my experience in edinburgh yeah, being, yeah yeah well being, done man yeah and i feel like that's quite you know it's quite aware quite woke of me and then so lee was kind enough to come on mm-hmm. and sort of give uh someone who has more context mm. on this issue and who's actually sort of emotionally involved with this concept of dead naming and misgendering. Yeah, which is something that I just learned now. Dead naming, mm. which is she's like it would be a malicious thing if you knew somebody's yeah. birth name and you you chose to use that one instead of the yeah. one that they've cho- they've changed yeah. to. Especially because so you see, if you, if you want to go through the procedure, yeah, to uh, to transition, transition, yeah, you've got to live as as the gender that you want to to tra- to transition to for a specific for for up to two years. Okay. So like like and but but while you, while you're still while you still uh, gen- yeah well, yeah well, while while you're still your your sort of birth gender yeah I suppose yeah, uh, yeah, physically yeah. so. Like you, like you go through an arduous, difficult process, mm. you know. Mm. And then I feel like like dead naming is yeah, it can it can sort of in a way you feel like why have I done that if this person is still gonna, you know, refer to me that way. But that's why we got we got Lee in to sort of give yeah way more context than we ever could. <laughs> yeah, so much more because so, it's an interesting topic and yeah. it is it's interesting in terms of like what we can and what we can't say freedom of expression which is mentioned in there freedom of speech and mm. freedom of expression two different things should should somebody be arrested for it me personally i feel like if it's hateful enough yeah i do um but but there is the argument that this this could be this could be put into a bracket of offended and then carry it like do yeah. you should you stay in a place where you're offended should the person be arrested or should you just not look at that particular platform in that way yeah but i don't i don't, I don't know personally that's why you know we'll, we'll hand we'll hand it over to the to the interview now yeah and yeah introduce it this is us talking to lee to lee from spectrum the lgbt society here at winchester university My name is Lee Thayer-White. I'm the chair of the Spectrum Society at the university. And what is Spectrum Society? So the Spectrum Society is the LGBT society. Um, we are kind of available for both allied and LGBT students. Cool. Um, and I am trans myself, so I find that having a safe space is just... It's, it's just a better university quality. Really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. To, to be able to identify with fellow students yeah exactly. yeah 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 cool so we invited you in today because we wanted to talk about something i read in the daily telegraph it was a column by a man you might have heard of called boris johnson mm. um and he uh, it, in his column from yesterday he criticized the police for arresting a lady for dead naming someone on Twitter. So can you explain what dead naming is? So essentially dead naming is to do with gender identity 
So a lot of people, when they're transitioning from essentially one gender identity to another, so for example, um, I am currently transitioning into a kind of male role because I would like to identify completely as male. Um, so if someone were to dead name me, that would essentially mean that they would use the name on my original birth certificate um, and not the name that I'm currently legally allowed to use. Um, even if you're not legally using it, um, using someone's dead name if they've been living in the role for quite a while can be considered extremely offensive. What um what's the process of getting the new name legally? Is it is there a lot? Is it a long process? Or it, is it is quite yeah. long. Um, there's two different processes. Um, there's the deed poll, which is completely free. Um, it's essentially a certain type of wording. It's a paragraph that the government website actually give you an example paragraph to fill in. Um, you print it off on a like good piece of paper um, and you get two in like kind of witnesses to sign it you have to have known the witnesses for 10 years and they have to own their own home um, and you have to be over 18 oh, to do this stipulation. it is yeah. <laughs> yeah and the other way is a statutory declaration which is more legally binding because it goes on to the national insurance level um, which mine, I have a deed poll, it currently doesn't. So um, my national insurance number, when people look at that information, they will see my birth name. Um, so it costs quite a bit of money um, to do this. And it's a extreme legal process. You have to go through the courts and things yeah. like that. Um, it's, it's just a lot of time for just changing a name. Mm. Yeah. And in terms of like, the national insurance as you mentioned has a situation arisen like that where yeah i mean in the past we've had does it um, make you uncomfortable having to explain it or are you completely open no i'm i'm fine to explain that um i mean for example like if an employer goes to hire me and they see my birth name they're like hold on why that's a female name that this person clearly isn't female or they're not identifying as female anyway why is this there a female name on the national insurance that then outs the trans person mm. um so mm. essentially not having um easy access to this like legal name change yeah. um it outs trans people to impl- per- to prospective employers um which which is bad in a way i suppose yeah yeah especially well, if they're completely in the role yeah. as well if if they don't like people to know that they're trans and they just want to live in the in the like the gender role that they're comfortable in then they don't want to be out and they should be boys. entitled to be able to have that choice yeah for sure how yeah. much uh, do you do you know how much it is to to go through that legal process to change it Ooh. statutory declaration i'm not entirely sure i know a gender recognition certificate is about 150 pounds okay okay so you're looking around the same range. That's yeah, rough. Yeah. So, but so it turns out then uh, that it's been a bit misreported. It wasn't completely dead naming; it was uh, misgendering. Uh, but I think the so that what she was officially charged with is harassment and malicious communication. So I think they're implying that it wasn't like an an honest misgendering. Mm. It was like there was something behind it. There was malice behind behind calling uh, this person a man yeah so what so f- from the the press release from Hertfordshire Police 
they they said that they're investigating whether uh, anything has taken place that they can uh, try as a hate crime. So how? Uh, so essentially, in a way, it's a speech. It's a it's it's in a way a regulation of speech. Yeah. Um. It's funnily enough, a lot of people. I think it's just because of the American media. A lot of people believe we have freedom of speech in this country. We actually don't. Um, this is literally just because we have um, discrimination and hate crime laws. Because because if you had freedom of speech, people would be allowed to commit um, hate crimes to do with speech and they would be able to harass people um, without any consequences. Mm. Um, but in this country, we do have consequences for that kind of action. So um, we have a level of freedom of speech. Um, but when it crosses that line um, is is when the police step in. And I think uh, when it comes to dead naming, it's very to it's very much to do with intent. Because, for example, I've lived in my current name for four years. Um, if someone was to dead name me purposefully, like th- there's no other way to do it. It would have to be purposefully because everyone refers to me as Lee. Um, and no one ever calls me my dead name. So for someone to do that and then it gets picked up by police, I'm not overly surprised because it would have to be a type of harassment. Um, yeah. And this, it's it, not just the dead name, it's the misgendering as well. Mm. Mm. I I completely agree. With the arrest? Yeah. It, because if, if, from what you told me just before we came on air, there was specific like like intent behind it within terms of like medical so uh yeah so uh the lady who was uh dead named Hmm. uh she she put up a statement on her twitter uh saying that this person had released uh private medical information Hmm. about her that that wasn't in the public forum yeah so I, i didn't get any of that it's harassment, which from the from the press from the police. It's just terrible f- behavior, really. But by anybody it, to do that, especially on Twitter, is it, with such a anybody can see that, you know, and especially for such a sort of. Um, I would be reluctant to take that fully as fact because it it didn't yeah, come yeah. on on the police press release. Yeah. Okay, I don't, it, it comes from her, who is one side of the. Yeah, it would un- the be understandable. She would want to clear her name. Yeah, um, because there's a a lot of heat coming down on her at the moment because mm. um, a lot of people don't agree with the arrest. I mean, if if the case is that this person did release um, medical evidence, then that is harassment. Mm. It is a hate crime to release that kind of information because you've just outed that person mm. um, publicly and that's not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, but it would have to be somebody's choice. Yeah, so... so from my understanding, for mm. them to even... And I think that anybody, anybody's trans. entitled to have that choice, you know. Yeah. So, but see, um, so it all, for me, it all depends on this uh, publication of things that weren't out there already. Because this, uh, like, hate crime yeah. or hate hate speech. So a hate crime to me is like, if someone is physically attacked uh, for for issues on race. Or sexuality, or something like that. So, like but recently, ha- that guy in America wasn't he like an actor and a singer, and he had a noose put round his neck. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Well, for, um, for what? 
for his race and his oh, that sounds that sounds real horrible. Yeah, and and I think he he's gay as well. Yeah, I, d- I did yeah. see about that. It's Sick. So yeah, so yeah, so hate speech to me it seems like a slippery slope. Mm. I don't know. I feel like uh, it can be. It's, yeah, I think um, hate speech being part of hate crime is because there's there's more of an emphasis on mental health recently, and like mm. there's there's the whole saying sticks and stones. It it kind of weighs into that because you have physical violence physical harm and then you have mental harm so when someone is spouting hate speech it can mentally harm you and that can be the worst type because physical you can recover from that Mm. mental it you you might not it might affect you in such a way that you don't feel safe um and you feel like a lot of people are against you Mm. maybe just because of one person for sure, for sure. Because I mean, yeah, I've felt I've had significant problems with my mental health as well, but not in like nowhere. Like I, I'm a straight male, you know, and that's yeah. why we wanted to <laughs> not just talk about this ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Because we've we got have a lot of context. On <laughs> yeah, we've got no identification <laughs> whatsoever. So. So just just sort of to I don't know summarize. So you you agree with the uh, theoretically w- with this arrest, but based on based on the facts that that we have now. Yeah, if if it is true that this person has released sensitive information regarding this person's identity and medical records, then I completely agree with the arrest. I do believe there should have been an investigation anyway surrounding it if there was malicious dead naming going on there should be an investigation and then if it was proven correct then an arrest mm. and then that justifies it being hate speech yeah exactly cool tremendous thank you so much for coming in lee yeah no worries thank you I appreciate that for taking the time <laughs> so that was um us with lee the uh, the head of a uh, spectrum, a very nice person actually. I mean, first interviewee as well. First, first guest, interviewee. first guest, and couldn't have asked for a better one really. Yeah, had a lot of interesting perspective on the issue. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and definitely added a lot more color than we could ever could. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was. I like. I don't know about you, but I was a bit hesitant. Uh, beforehand because I didn't want to say anything yeah man well it's difficult isn't it because you you don't want to offend somebody yeah. but then not having a full understanding of the topic yeah you could quite easily and I mm-hmm. think I think that that's potentially I'm not calling us old yeah but that could potentially be how people of older older generations maybe in America more so like the racism cards you know yeah I mean, still. I mean, this country, like sometimes uh, people like, just say, shit, yeah, like, like, brown. like if you speak to your nan, yeah, they'll just say, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they'll a, say things that was okay, uh, 30, like, 40 years ago. Yeah, even less. But it, and it's, all about, it's about who who they spend most of their time with. Yeah, there's a whole yeah, definitely. whole heap of issues. So like yeah, that. definitely, it's given me a better insight into it and yeah no but for sure i was yeah. i was definitely 
I, I don't know how to describe it best, but he, hesitant? No, just like a bit, a bit afraid, I suppose, to, to, of of offending. Mm. But but, I mean, everything went fine. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm like this is something that I would definitely like to explore more. More, like, I think uh, you just mentioned it. That I think we should maybe try and get some sort of police officer or legal. Legal expert. Yeah, I think we should get a legal through. aspect of it, and then then it would shed shed more light on on yeah. on what hate speech is, on what people get arrested for now. So hate crime being maybe more physical and verbal. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're both as damaging, and you know, I think words can be a lot more damaging. But the thing is, if you actually if you get physically attacked for for something that's all that's going to leave a ton of mental scars as well no 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 of course that's going to cause a lot 100 percent. but there's no doubt that that certain certain rhetoric or language is as lee said like can leave lasting effects on somebody so the weight of it is still, still significant yeah definitely yeah. definitely so yeah i mean it was, it was sort of a different thing uh it was quite it was more more of a heavy episode that, than uh then I'll rabble. Then I'll, I'll absolute bullshit. That <laughs> <usually> do. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, no. But I mean, I much prefer doing stuff like this. I like speaking to people. That is part of what we yeah. will be having to do. And definitely. I think definitely we should explore this a lot more. Yeah. Getting more perspectives because just ours, I suppose, they're fairly interesting. But then, I mean, I think, yeah, like we owe it to sort of the journalistic aspect of the podcast to get more perspectives than. Because obviously Lee Lee sees it from one side for sure. We see it from from no sides. <laughs> we don't though. And no, uh, yeah, truly, that, truly, yeah. that's what that's what I've had to learn anyway over the last how three years or something. You need to take a step back. Yeah. Not to not to say that you can't be passionate about things, of course, because then you pursue particular stories, but you allow other people to have a voice. You know. Shout out. So yeah. Sick man. It's been a beautiful thing. I'm glad I got out of my bed. Yeah, man. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to me. <laughs>